Welcome to Genius Leadership Overcoming Everything podcast. I'm your host, Anna Liebel, a mind shifter, helping male leaders in tech get out of the firefighter mode, become the proactive leaders they want to be, and enjoy the ride as they go. Join me every week for honest, insightful conversations with corporate, entrepreneurial, and academic leaders about their rollercoaster ride to leading from their zone of genius. If you find the show valuable, could you do me a favor? Rate and review the podcast. Share it with your network so that more of us can live a healthier and happier life. And for now, let's take the ride together. Dear Genius Leader, welcome to the show in episode 69 thereof. Today I'm alone again, but I'll be talking about the leadership this time and not about the war and personal updates. And we'll be talking about productivity. I'm again sitting in the podcast studio, quote unquote, aka my daughter's bunk bed. It seemed to have worked okay last time. So let's continue from here again. So productivity. Why do I talk about that today? I was on a call with my mastermind buddies yesterday. Uh, we have a small group, three business owners, uh, all coaches from different countries and working in different areas with different focus uh, within our coaching. And uh, we discussed in my podcast and one, uh, or actually it was just one of the other two girls who was there um, yesterday. And uh, she suggested, why don't you talk about productivity? You just talk, told me how you have been focusing on things last week and um, getting things done but in a very flowy and spacious way. Why don't you talk about that? And I thought, yeah, I actually don't that often talk about how I walk my talk uh, with um, explaining how things work for me with my business and my running my days, how I apply what I teach the others. So this is an example of that with the productivity, but I also maybe mentioned some of my clients and podcast guests as well because we've been touching on that topic of course with uh, people I work with uh, in mind shifting and also we have discussed that um, in several different episodes of the show so just to give you some background on why I had to focus in some specific way last week just uh, before the war started or escalated in Ukraine in end of February I got a project with a fascinating company. Um, for now, I'll not be talking about that, but soon we'll release the pro results of that work and then uh, I can actually make it public what kind of company that was. But uh, it was one of the IT startups or tech startups uh, reaching out to me. The founder of that company has been uh, on, on the show as a guest and they wanted my help with promoting them as a, uh, an employer, a great uh, workplace and a great company to work for. And uh, I was very, very happy to get this job because, or this project, because I really like what this company has built uh, in the matter of their culture. And I really admire their leadership team and how they really put in the work in making it a good place to, for the employees to thrive in. So it was really great opportunity to highlight the genius leadership in action. And the project was supposed to go for a month, so the whole month of March, then I would be focusing on that client work. But then the timeline was messed up. Um, and the client was very gracious about that. They have been super understanding about some um, spread of the uh, timeline in the project. And to be fair, it was not only on my side, they also had more people being sick or having sick kids, so I actually couldn't do the interviews as we planned and that stretched out the project as well 
But yeah, here we are mid-May and I still have not completed the project completely, fully. And that's why I really wanted to push and get it done because now I had all the input from the company and it was time to summarize that and write the articles that I wanted to deliver to them, plus uh, brief my team on how to uh, prepare the other pieces of the deliverables. So I needed to sit down and really be focused on writing those pieces. Or to be fair, I have a team who are creating the skeleton. So we've discussed the topics, so how to break down all the information we have gathered through the interviews and internal documentation and the survey I did in the company, what makes sense to put as topics for the articles so that we actually build a whole narrative about the company culture, the leadership of it, and how that is a great workplace to be at. So we have discussed the topics and then they would create the skeleton. So putting some data in and then I would develop it into the narrative coming from me. Because, of course, they can re read the transcripts of the interviews, they as my team, and the answers from the survey and so on. But it's still my observations and my relationship with the company that has been built and nurtured for over a year that brings more value to the reader and to the company as well. So I had to develop the skeleton, so what my team has created into those full articles to deliver to the company. And that required quite a lot of work. I'm not good at writing texts. Really, I'm not. Uh, my jam is to sit with a person and have a conversation. And there I can be very smart. I can be very wise. I can uh, easily create something that is very valuable and appreciated by the others. But when I'm sitting with a text, I honestly don't like that task. <laughs> and I know it takes me a lot of effort and it takes me a lot of time. So I had to prepare myself for that. And how I managed to do that last week was to actually doing the simple things that I teach my clients to do, to focus, to minimize the to-do list, to prioritize, and to stick to the priorities. So, and this is what I want to talk about right now. I want to talk about how we can make the difficult or demanding things easier for ourselves. So what I did, I sat down in the evenings, which I do anyways when I journal on my four questions, like doing the structured daily reflection, I would sit down with two notebooks, one in which I journal and the other one is my daily notebook uh, where I write down my tasks, the, uh, basically uh, just weekly planner. And in the weekly planner, I would write down three priorities for the day, for the coming day. And it would be one, two, three, one being the most important thing. And that is also or already an exercise that can be quite difficult for people to do when they feel like, oh, but I have this and that and that and that, and I can manage everything in a day. Yes, you can. But which of these things are the needle movers? They are really bringing the biggest effect for your business, for your work, for your personal life, whatever it is that you want to focus on. It is an exercise to scale it down to, to three things. With that being said, it doesn't mean that you have to only do those three things in a day, but they have to be the priority. And it has to be clear which things are the priority. So that was the first exercise that can be difficult to do. Uh, I repeat, you sit down and you write down three, maximum three priorities or tasks for the day to come. And you do you number them with the priority. So first being most important, third being the least important out of the three, but still important. And what I've done with that is 
during the next day, I was looking at the task list of these three, and I did not allow myself to go into the second until I was done with the first. And the thing is, or the reason for this is that you can only do this and that much of productive, deep, demanding work. And if you split that into many things, it becomes that nothing gets done. And again, like, let's make a discount here for that we, we all work differently. And for some people, the change is the most crucial thing. And of course, then like if you can't, you just physically, physically, physically can't sit and focus on one thing for two hours with breaks, of course, and you just start climbing the walls out of boredom or whatever with that, maybe it's fine to focus on those two things, the first two priorities of yours and do 25, 30 minutes of one and then you take a bit of a rest and then you do the second one and then you go back to the first one and a second until first one is done and then you take second and third and switch between them like that. But that's the important thing. We want to use your precious focus time and focus energy onto the things that matter most. So what we have discussed so far, first one is to set those three priorities for the day. Second, to have the discipline on really focusing on those three and not switching between them too much on like switching a bit if you absolutely need it to actually maintain the focus, but to not do it at, at a crazy pace that actually just make you lose a lot of energy on switching between the tasks. Third thing I want to mention here is what to do during the breaks. When you feel like you are not productive, like, okay, you're tired, you need some break from this creative, deep work. Of course, you can do some admin things, catch up with the inboxes and whatnot. Uh, doing those kind of simple tasks that might not end up on the uh, top three priorities, but need to be done. But what I would encourage you to do and to practice between these deep work sessions is to actually switch. Not only switch the tasks from like this deep work to some admin things that are maybe superficial for, for your focus, but switch the environment and switch the activity completely. So if your work is sitting in front of the computer, which it is for many of us, try to do something away from the screens in between. When you feel like you're not productive anymore, you can't focus, the flow is not there and you need to take a break, go for a walk. If you're working from home, maybe do some home household chore for five minutes, doing some dishes, maybe start prepping some uh, stuff for the dinner, like cutting some wedges, whatever it is. Uh, do that. Maybe take a nap. I actually did that on three out of four working days last week, I think. Uh, a short nap, 12 minutes actually is my best, best one. I naturally wake up after 12 minutes. And I just used that as well. I went and, and got that rest in. And then it was much easier for me to go back and sit and create the work on those articles. Then if you go for a walk or if you do something, of course, you can listen to, the mu to music or to podcast audiobooks. Um, that also switches your mind from work to something else and it can get you into productivity again. But sometimes, at least sometimes, I would highly, highly, highly recommend you to not listen to anything apart from the nature and surroundings of yours because now we're coming to the next part it is super valuable to be bored and to spend some time daydreaming there is a lot of research showing how those two things being bored or daydreaming 
can spark creativity, can give us the productive, get us in the productive state, can give us energy. And this is something that we have very little of in the modern time. Hey, Genius Leader, I'm chiming in here quickly to ask you to do one thing for me. If you're enjoying this episode, share it with one person who you think would find it valuable as well. Let's spread the goodness together so that more people can play within their zone of genius. So going back to my example of last week, I, I track my time, work time. Uh, I have different categories and I use Clockify. Uh, we can put it in the show notes. The, it's a simple, very uh, easy to use tool and they have a mobile app as well. So you can have it on your phone. So I have different categories there and I track my uh, time uh, for different tasks. That is very useful for me to first keep the discipline of the focus on one task when I know that my tracker is ticking the seconds for that particular task. It's easier for me to not switch for something else when the procrastination keeps it, kicks in or I want to distract myself because I'm going through something difficult, uncomfortable, not favorite task whatsoever or whatever. So this is one thing. And second, I do reviews of that. I look look at my week and I analyze where did my time go, how does that feel uh, energy-wise for me, but also is it really the things that I should be doing in my business to move it forward, to develop it, to bring the money in so that I can build the wealth for my comp- for my uh, family, but also uh, community and my team and whatnot. So this is helpful to to really visualize what is going on with your days. And there last week. I tracked 16 and a half hours for for working days. So that is what people normally do in two days. And here I did it in four. And for a moment, I felt like, shoot, I should be doing more. But in fact, when I thought about it, when I was actually writing about that in my diary on one of those days uh, when I was journaling in the evening, I realized I actually work more than that. Because all those breaks in between, when I went for a nap, when I went for a walk, when I did something household-related, that was time for me that I needed to continue creating. It was this other productivity, so to say. It was the time off task that actually contributes to the task to be done, to get done. And this is something that I really want to emphasize, how important it is to have this time off task to get the task done. Because quite often we just go from one task to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other, to the other. And this switch is usually damaging us and our productivity and our focus instead of helping us. Because we switch from something that is taking energy from us to something else that is taking energy from us. And if we want to complete some important task, some demanding for us task, we need to switch from that that is taking energy to something that gives us energy. And in that context, I also want to remind you that there is this concept that uh, I came up with of energy budget. And again, in the show notes, I'll put the link to the blog post where I describe that. It's a very simple thing to do, some exercise that you can do just to visualize for yourself how your energy spending is and whether you are taking care of your resources in a smart way or you're wasting that. And I compare it to the money, financial budgeting, because that is hopefully some concept that you know. And it's very important for us to understand that we need to budget our energy as well, because we don't have unlimited resources of it. Some of it is generated, 
but we need to work on actually generating that and get it in, in just like with that money. More often than not, we need to earn that money somehow. And it can be in different ways, right? You can have different streams of income. And that's the same with the energy. You can have different sources of energy, but you need to be mindful of putting your time and effort into those activities so that the energy is generated for you. So this is another task for you from today, a suggestion of a task. Of course, this is not a lecture and uh, homework is not a must, but go to the blog post about the energy budget, read through it and do that exercise for yourself. You can't imagine how many of my clients had an aha moment when they did that for themselves, when they drew that pie chart or did a, a graph and realized, holy shit, I'm actually budgeting for 130% of my energy. And that is a very typical way of high performers, employee, uh, both employees and entrepreneurs and leaders, to get into this energy debt that is very difficult to get out of. It's not imp- like impossible, but it is. it does require some mindset shifts, but also some strategies that you can execute to get out of that debt. But the first step is to actually get aware of where you are standing at the moment. So go do that energy budget exercise to see where you are and think about how you can work on those different streams of income, quote-unquote, or energy sourcing for yourself, what that would be. Make a list of those activities that actually can bring you energy so that you can have that um, menu to pick from when you're like, okay, now I'm not focused, I'm not creative, I need some break. And you maybe look at your calendar and think, okay, I have 20 minutes until uh, a meeting, let's say. What can I do in those 20 minutes to really bring my energy back to some higher levels? Or now I only want to spend 10 minutes and then go back to this task uh, for another hour or whatever. So what can I do in 10 minutes to burst my energy, to bring back my resources to some positive numbers or levels and continue? So to summarize what we discussed already, practice setting top three priorities for your day. And I think it was Jim Collins who said, if you have more than three priorities, you have none. So remember, three maximum. When you are going through those priorities, practice discipline to stick to that, to those three tasks and to actually stick to one, max two, switch in between them to keep your focus. Track your time if you feel like that might be helpful for you to see where your time goes. Do the energy budget. Be okay with getting bored and spending some time daydreaming. Because that is, again, something that sparks your creativity, that boosts the performance and actually can help you and will help you get things done, the important things. And lastly, I would like to talk about the idea of priorities. So how on earth do you actually choose three things out of all the things that you have? I've already talked about this before, and there is this idea of Eisenhower matrix. So it is uh, two axes. On each axis, you have two choices. On one, it's important and not important. On the other one, it's urgent and not urgent. And we'll put a link in the show notes to to one of the ar- many, many, many articles on the internet about uh, the Eisenhower matrix and how to use it with your tasks. But that's the thing. You can ideally, on a weekly basis, sit down and write down your tasks and categorize them in those four quadrants what is important and urgent, what is important and not urgent, what is 
uh, urgent and not important, and neither of those. You put those in the categories so that you can cl- more clearly see what, what you should prioritize. And there are ways of acting upon each of those quadrants. So some of those things you can automate, delegate, prioritize and put in your calendar. For, for example, the, urge, uh, the important and not urgent are the things that are usually put in the like, far deep into the shelf because they are, since they're important, probably they require a bit more resource, effort to put into them. And since they're not urgent, you always put them back because there are always some fires to put out that seemingly has a, have a higher priority. And this is the way of doing it. You, you get, again, visualize your brain onto the paper or onto the screen if that is more convenient for you so that you can see which tasks are on your plate. And then you take action based on them. Those things that are important and not urgent, put them in the calendar, be it half uh, an hour per day, be it a block of half day per week of deep work but you just put it there and you stick and commit to actually focusing on those things that are important and not urgent in those blogs that you have decided for yourself things that are urgent but not important look at how could you automate or delegate them so they need to be done but not necessarily by you maybe someone else on your team or in your household in your family can do those things and those things that are not important and not urgent, guess what? Leave them. Let them be. Maybe they gr- grow in urgency or importance, but most often they don't. And that's the thing. Challenge yourself and see, hmm, can I actually just skip doing those things for a week or a day, whatever it is? And it might feel uncomfortable, but then see what happens with that. Did something damaged harm did that harm you your personal life your business that you didn't do that thing for a day or a week or was it okay and then you can start asking yourself did i get more energy from not doing it is it some kind of energy drain thingy would it be okay if i skip it completely or maybe i i still need to do it but maybe once a month instead of once a day so those are the things that you can do. And I think it's good to do it on a weekly basis, not on a daily basis. You might need to do it a bit more often than weekly basis in the beginning, just to get into the flow with it and actually getting the grasp of how to use those tools. But ideally, you do it not way too often. You've done it for a week. You see the things that are on your plate. You know which of them are important, which are urgent, and you plan them per day. And then, of course, things can change during the week there is something that pops up that needs to be handled and so on but then it's easier to see okay there is this crisis like employee gets sick and that is a key employee for our project okay instead of trying to fit that into the onto the plate of 20 30 other things to do you look at your day and you're seeing those three priorities and thinking okay where would this crisis land on these priority on this priority list is it the first thing you need to do or this priority one task that is already on the list is still more important it's much easier to put this new crisis situation somewhere into your day when you have three positions to actually put it in 
or four, let's say, because then maybe it doesn't really belong to your day anyways, because the other three priorities that have been scheduled there already are still more important than this project and the employee being away. So you see, it becomes easier once you have grasped how to use this uh, these methods and these tools. It becomes easier to prioritize. It becomes easier to actually stay in a state of control of your life, of your schedule, of your calendar and your energy. Because you have visualized, you have prioritized, you are more aware of what is important to you. And then you are sitting behind the steering wheel and you're deciding where to go. I hope this is helpful for you. Let me know what you think. I'm very grateful for the comments that I've been getting so far uh, for my solo episodes. From next week or the week after, I will be bringing guests again. It will be CEOs, it will be people working uh, in the companies. And I do want to bring people who are related to Ukraine and keep local economy moving because I think there are so many lessons for us to learn from the resilience and the commitment that uh, people in Ukraine have. And I'm not saying Ukrainians because I have in mind some experts who are there and continuously contributing uh, to the economy and to the uh, functioning of the country. So I'll be bringing those people, but mix them with internationals who are not related to Ukraine, just to show you the different faces of leadership and the ways how you can keep staying in the steering wheel and enjoy the ride. Thank you for being a part of the Genius Leadership community. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Genius Leadership. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button to not miss an episode. And to help more people become even better leaders, rate and review our podcast and share it with your communities. For more conversations about living and leading from your zone of genius, connect with me on LinkedIn. Genius Leadership is an honest conversation about leading yourself and others. And it's my honor to be your guide in overcoming everything 